for coming. Um, my name's Kayla, and this is the Redhead Reels. And I don't have much to say because I just created this the other day, but um, I'm just gonna dive into today's topic, which is the gift. So the gift came out back in 2015. It is rated R written and directed by Joel Edgerton. Um, I will pull up the IMDb curated summary so you can get an idea. A young married couple's lives are thrown into a harrowing tailspin when an acquaintance from the husband's past brings mysterious gifts and a horrifying secret to light after more than 20 years. Um, so yeah, this is considered a drama thriller. For the most part, it starts off like kind of slow, but I think it's interesting. I actually saw this for the first time back when it came out. Me and my mom went to the theaters because we're obsessed with Jason Bateman, who plays like the main character. His name's Simon. Um, and I just remember after we left, I like still didn't know what happened really. Like it's just the way that everything unfolds is like kind of weird. Um, so the movie's rated R. Some of the things I'm going to be talking about are probably rated R. Um, in terms of content warnings, I'm going to be talking about... Um, like sexual assault and troubles getting pregnant. So if those are triggers for you, I just warned you. And there are definitely going to be spoilers. So if you're the kind of person that wants to be surprised, then I'll talk to you after. So like I said, Jason Bateman is the main character. He plays Simon. His wife is Robin, played by Rebecca Hall. And the main antagonist is Gordon, who goes by Gordo, um, played by Joel Edgerton, who also wrote and directed the movie. So that's uh, something I thought was interesting. So the movie opens up with Simon and Robin. We find out that they're moving to California from Chicago. So Simon's from California. This is like his hometown that they decide to come back to and they open up on this house that is like straight out of some sort of karate like dojo like mansion like there's asian feels the whole thing is glass and there's like 14 bedrooms for this just one couple and that like already kind of sets you up for who these people are and um what was i gonna say ah whatever um but yeah so they buy this expensive ass house and then they go to the furniture store to buy new furniture for this expensive ass house that they don't need but while they're there there's like multiple scenes of this guy who we don't know yet just lurking in the background and 
we meet him finally he goes up to simon and it's like oh my god we went to high school together what's up and simon's like i literally don't know who you are but all right cool whatever so he introduces himself his name's gordon mosley but he goes by gordo which is like strike number one i don't agree with that but it's his name whatever so they get gordo's phone number and say that they're gonna call and hang out or whatever and real people say that kind of shit all the time and it doesn't happen so and especially he didn't even know who this guy was to begin with so like all right whatever they take his phone number and they say they're gonna hang out and usually in real life that's the end of it and the next day they get back to their house and there's a wine bottle left on the like right by their front door and in gordo's signature red stationery he writes like welcome or whatever um and you realize it's from him and one of the main issues with that is they never gave him their address so like even if they were going to call him and like maybe ask him to hang out which realistically they weren't going to but he just shows up at their house so then we start to get some more backstory on Robin and Simon in general and we find out that Robin was pregnant when they were in Chicago and her words are it wasn't like a happy ending or something like that so we're left to assume that she had a miscarriage and then so she's hanging out with the neighbor who becomes her best friend and then she she's back at the house and Gordo shows up again during the day and he's like oh where's Simon like can he come out to play and I don't know if he like doesn't realize that Simon has a job that he goes to every single day but Robin's like well no because he's like at his job you wouldn't understand so then Gordo's awkwardly like oh my god this is such a nice house that's a really cool house I love your house and then Robin's like I mean do you want to come in because I don't know what the hell else this is so then she gives him a whole tour and they find they go up to um where the bedrooms are and there's a box of baby stuff left over from the first time and Gordo just invites himself in and starts going through this box and like pulls out a mobile and everything and pulls out one of those little monkey toys that have the symbols on their hands and Robin mentions that they got it as like a gift or something but Simon's like deathly afraid of monkeys so they have to get rid of it um but then they like continue throughout the house or whatever and she's cooking dinner at the time so she tells Gordo like oh you should stay for dinner and then he does so then Simon comes home and they're all hanging out together and they like Gordo is just so awkward like he did not learn how to socialize properly as a child um he cannot hold a conversation 
and it's just very cringy like I'm glad to not know him in real life because I wouldn't know how to react like the entire dinner he's just throwing compliments at these people and he's talking about when they were like back in high school and how Simon was class president and his campaign was Simon says and I'm like honestly that kind of shows you what kind of person Simon is but we'll get there and he's like well I always knew Simon would make something of himself and and he obviously didn't he's a beautiful wife and a beautiful house and and I'm like this is so gross like can you please stop and even Simon's like Robin like he's had enough to drink um and he even like brings up religion so that's kind of what I mean like he doesn't get social cues and this whole like intro like exposition type part of the movie they let you know for sure that Gordo's the antagonist and like they don't even try to ease you into it like they tell you from the beginning when they were at the furniture store and he's just lurking in the background of every shot that he's weird so then we go to Simon's work and we find out that he works for a company that does like security systems which I personally find to be quite ironic because he professionally sells security systems to huge corporations but he has like this stalker just walking in and out of his house every single day like you protect all these billion dollar companies and you can't protect your family but who am I so they're at this work party and we kind of get introduced to the idea that Robin has like some other issues because Simon like doesn't want her to go back to work and he's like well no I just want you to be happy and like make sure that you're staying healthy because then other things start when you're not being or when you're too stressed that's when the other things come up um so they're laying it on pretty thick but don't get into specifics um and then when they get back they realize that Gordo bought them fish for this koi pond that goes up their walkway into this fancy ass house because who the hell needs a koi pond but now they have like 20 fish that Gordo just bought for them along with fish food and so Simon already is like like we we need to get rid of this guy like he's being weird he's being creepy and Robin consistently just take like defends him and she is is always saying that Simon's like being too hard on him and that Gordo means well and all these things and I can't necessarily blame her because all of the things that he has done have been pretty inconsequential and I feel like it gives you more so like an a weird feeling just because you know it's a creepy movie and I mean they also never gave him their address so that's like the first problem but other than that like he bought them fish 
He bought them a bottle of wine, which is like a regular housewarming gift. We can all agree that he is socially inadequate, but that's not like his fault. So up to this point, I'm kind of like, whatever, it's not that big of a deal. So then the next day, Robin's home alone, once again, because she is working from home at this point. So she's home by herself all day, every single day. And Gordo comes back over and every single time he asks to hang out with Simon and every single time Robin has to remind him like he has a job like he's not here. He wasn't here yesterday. He's not here today and he won't be here tomorrow. But then it gets even like more awkward because he just like stands there like he's not having a conversation with her. They're just, like, looking at each other. And she was in the middle of working, so she's like, I don't really know what to do with this guy, but, I mean, if you're just going to stand here, like, do you want to come in or something? So, he does. He helps them out with, like, stuff around the house. And he is, so he, like, sets up their TV and stuff, and he goes to put stuff back into the kitchen. And he sees on the fridge that... Simon had crossed out his name Gordo on this little whiteboard and wrote weirdo because in high school his name was Gordo the weirdo which really isn't that clever but kids are assholes so that that was that but Gordo sees that and just like stares at it for a while and Robin notices and is like oh shit And he's like, no, it's fine. And then just like rushes out. And like, honestly, like in your heart, like it just sinks. Like you see his face and he is so sad. And I'm like, well, that sucks, you know, because he technically hasn't hurt anybody yet, yet. But then they're having this party. Well, it's a dinner with Simon's work people and their neighbors who they're now best friends with and just constantly talking shit about Gordon and then they like also kind of start talking shit on Robin because at this point she's still actively defending him and saying that nothing that he has done is wrong and she thinks that everybody's giving him a bad rep but they're like in front of her saying like no you're too naive and you're too nice and that's why he's doing these things and you're letting him get away with it and I'm like can you like be a little bit nicer to your wife especially in front of people but that's that so then Simon mentions that Gordo had invited Robin and Simon to a dinner party at his house with another couple and that's problematic because in real life if I see that somebody's calling me like a weirdo and saying all this stuff behind my back then that's that like I'm not talking to you ever again but like the next day he's like oh you know what it's fine Let's just actually have a dinner party at my house instead. So that's like your first kind of, well, 
maybe he's not a regular person. And then Simon and Robin go to the dinner party, which blows my mind because Simon is already like quite abrasive and has actively told Robin throughout this entire like first however long that he's not interested in Gordo whatsoever but then they still go to this dinner party so they pull up and there's a gate and this gate pulls back and it's like old school English mansion like think in the last song when they're driving up to Liam Hemsworth's house that's where Gordo lives and so they're like what does he do because at this point they still don't know anything about him like he mentioned that he went into the military after high school but that's it they don't know anything about his life so this is honestly like the first bit of information and it's kind of a shock so they go into this house and it's just them and Gordo and they're like well where's the other couple and Gordo tells them that like oh my god literally just a couple minutes ago they canceled and I'm like seriously who didn't see that coming so originally it was going to be weird enough that it was supposed to be two married couples and Gordo alone. But now this other fake couple canceled. So now he's just third wheeling once again, but now it's in his fancy house. So Gordo goes into like the kitchen for five seconds to get drinks and he answers a phone call and he comes back out into the living room and goes, oh my God, like it's a work call. It's an emergency. I have to go. Like I'll be back in a couple minutes. And then just walks out. So then he leaves. And like Simon and Robin are just sitting there. Staring at each other like what the fuck just happened. Because same. And I'm like you saw these people write that they think that you're a weirdo. And now you're just first of all still even trying to hang out with them and inviting them to a dinner party but now you're just leaving them alone in your house so but yeah he does he drives away so he leaves and simon just starts outright talking shit like he's such a weirdo like would we ever do this to somebody like how how does he think that this is acceptable and i'm like same but Robin's like, well, no, it, if it's an emergency, like, I get it. And she, like, to her dying breath is trying to give Gorda the benefit of the doubt. Like, she cannot say anything mean about this fellow if she tried. So Simon's like, he's, like, Gorda's obviously in love with you. He wants to be your husband. He wants me to leave and, like, wants to live in our fancy house with you. And he, like, keeps egging Robin on. And they finally say, she accidentally says that Gordo is disgusting. And Simon's like, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know if this is just me 
being paranoid and a side effect of all the crime shows I watch. But especially when he knows you already don't like him and he just leaves you alone, are you not the the slightest bit concerned that like maybe you're being recorded like is that just me I've been binging Jane the Virgin for the past like couple of weeks and there's a lot of like people wearing wires and like tapping rooms and stuff like that so maybe it's just me but that's automatically where my head goes so then they start snooping around his house and they find a child's bedroom upstairs and he tells them that he's not married but they see like women's clothes in his closet and that's like he's never mentioned a child he's never mentioned a partner whatever so then while they're snooping he pulls back up so they race downstairs um to get back into the living room before he he walks in and he comes in he's like oh sorry and and Simon's like well I mean what do you do like if you say that that was for work and this is like a really expensive house and we also don't know anything about you like can you answer any of these questions and Robin's like you're being rude and honestly no he isn't like he's been in your house so many times he has pride he has asked you about your childbearing difficulties and you don't even know what his job is so gordo lays this on them that his ex-wife just took their two kids and left and this mansion-esque is all hers it's all her family and it's all their money and he basically is like at her whim that whenever she tells him to do something he just has to go do it so Robin like starts to feel bad and something clicks in Simon's mind that he's like fuck this I'm done trying and so he goes Robin go wait outside for me like we're gonna have a talk and then I'm gonna come out and then we're gonna leave so Robin goes off like towards the front door but she just like she stands there in the little foyer eavesdropping like any rational person I think would do but she doesn't do a good job because Simon starts to say like hey you know you've got some heavy shit going on you should really focus on that focus on your life um and like maybe don't talk to us again ever but then he looks at the side and he sees her standing there listening he's like Robin seriously like can you just go outside so she finally goes outside and Simon like comes out and meets with her and is like we're leaving so they get in the car and they go to drive out but the gate won't open and at this point Simon is like literally ready to throw hands he is so pissed and he like he gets out of the car to go walk back up to this house to like beat this guy up like he's so pissed off and Gordo's just standing there staring at them as he watches them get pissed off that the gate's not opening and 
I don't know if this is my own personal issue or if it's just the fact that it's Jason Bateman, but this like protective side of him is a-okay in my book. Like I, for lack of a better word, love it. Like if Jason Bateman had my best interest at heart for even like two seconds, I would die happy. Like I'd probably start crying. So the fact that he's being like so protective of her like makes me swoon until you see the rest of his personality and you're like, ah, you really had to go fuck that up for yourself, didn't you? Um, But for now, like I'm all for it. They go back to the house and the next day, Simon's off at work once again and Robin comes home from her daily jog and all the fish in the koi pond are dead. And so she calls Simon, he rushes home. Oh, and then we also find out that their sweet baby dog, Mr. Bojangles, is missing. So Simon's like ticked off. He rushes over back to this house and is like banging on the door, trying to get Gordo down there to answer to him. And like, I'm still in love with him at this point. So he's really like, Gordon, like, get the hell down here. Some woman answers the door and is like, can I help you? And we're assuming at this point, obviously, that it's Gordo's ex-wife because who else would it be? And she's like, my husband's name's Mike. I don't know who Gordon is. Um, Could you please leave? And obviously, Simon's like, well, I was here yesterday. Like, I was physically inside of this house yesterday, so I know I'm at the right place. And we find out that this house belongs to Gordo's boss because Gordo drives like fancy cars around like I guess he's Mike's driver and Mike and his wife are on vacation so Gordo just like borrows their house to make them to make himself look better um to host his fake dinner party so Simon goes back to the house and they decide to call the police because their dog is missing and what I can only describe as a parody character shows up in the likes of a cop like he's pretending to be a detective walks up off the street with the most ridiculous accent I've ever heard attempted and I I guess we're supposed to be taking him seriously when he goes oh so uh the dog's tag says Mr. Bojangles and certain things like that really take away for me from the fact that it's supposed to be a drama thriller because I literally laughed out loud but um yeah they essentially say like we can't go over there because there's no evidence so we would literally just have to ask him did you steal this dog And if that's what we decide to do, he's gonna know that you sent us thinking that he stole your dog. So they just decide to not do anything about it. Um, And then once again, in his signature stationery, Gordo sends them a letter apologizing and basically saying that he thinks um, or that like he would be embarrassed for them to see where he actually lives in real life. 
and that's the only reason that he lied. And things are like already kind of deteriorating for Robin and Simon after all of this. Like we see that Robin's popping pills and um after they well so the end of the letter Gordo says that he was going to let bygones be bygones from however many years ago and Robin's trying to get answers and Simon's like oh I don't know what he means like that's so crazy and then that's just the end of that so then the next day she is home alone once again and she hears noises like around the house and oh and I did actually forget to mention that before they get this letter Mr. Bojangles comes home and so Simon's like he's literally just fucking with us um like I know it's him but then they get the apology letter and Simon's like I don't care at this point so back to she is home alone once again and she hears noises and she's like walking around throughout the house and when she's up in their bedroom she passes out and they play some dark ass music in the background and then five seconds later she pops up awake in the bed and then that's just it and then she walks downstairs and Simon is sitting at the table waiting for her to come down as if that's like his daughter who's in trouble for coming home past curfew and he's like waiting for her to come sit down so they can have this talk and he whips out the pills that she's been popping in the middle of the night and giving her this fresh load of shit for it so they get into like this whole fight and she's like can you please like just go apologize to him she's like obviously I'm not feeling well and I think that it would really just help me out like inside my head if we could just make this right like he sent the letter we need to close it out on our end and then that's it and Simon's like oh no like this conversation's over and then that's it and then after that they like start this whole montage of their life going back to normal and them being happy and around Christmas time we find out that Robin's pregnant again and then in the freaking blink of an eye 8.5 months pass and she turns around nurseries all set up and she's like two days away from popping so then her and her bff lucy the neighbor are out shopping and lucy's like oh hey um not to freak you out but there's somebody outside staring at you and she looks out and it's gordo and she's like holy shit lucy that's the guy from before like the creepy guy who used to stalk us every single day so she goes out and tries to stop him but he just runs away so then we also find out that Simon is up for this promotion he's been up for the promotion since like before she got pregnant but now it's coming to fruition and it's just between him 
and this other guy named Danny and that's it and the boss like it's his job they're fighting for is putting in like all his best words for Simon so he's like oh no dude like you're cool so things like for the most part seem to be like getting better but she had like that run-in with Gordo and then we have the baby shower so they're at the baby shower and Robin goes for a little walk with Simon's sister and she's like oh well you went to this school too like what's the deal with Gordo and Simon's sister lays this on us that Gordo got like sent away because he was found in the back of a car being molested by like this older guy and so Robin's like well Simon would know about that then right like why would he hide that from me and his sister's like oh like Simon and his BFF Greg saved Gordo's life like they found Gordo in the car while it was happening and like put a stop to it and it was this huge story all throughout the community and so Robin's like okay like why did he not tell me but then sister's like I was 12 when this happened like I really couldn't tell you if I tried so now Robin starts doing some digging and she's snooping around Simon's office and he has a locked drawer so she finds the keys which was really easy and I feel like if I were hiding as much shit as Simon is I'd probably make the keys a little more difficult to find especially when he seems to be really happy keeping his wife out of his shit um but yeah she does she finds the keys and she unlocks this drawer and he has these envelopes uh with people's names written on them so there's an envelope in there that she pulls out and it has Danny McDonald's name who's the other guy that's up for this promotion but that means nothing to her so she just puts it back and then she pulls out an envelope that has Gordon's name and they start reading through it and they see that like he was arrested back in whatever year for breaking into somebody's house and the attempted abduction of a minor which is never addressed in any other part of this movie so I'm a little confused as to why it was introduced but that's that so he was arrested for that but it didn't have any information about what happened while they were in high school so she decides to hit up Simon's old BFF Greg and she looks him up online and sees that he is like a partner at this private chiropractor office and like makes an appointment the next day to go see this guy which I personally take issue with because in real life you can't get a public doctor's office to make you an appointment that fast so how are you getting this private chiropractor to see you like the next day but I digress so she goes there she has an appointment and Greg calls her back 
And this is awkward for me personally because she sits there, she like takes off her jacket and he's ready to do his job. And I'm like, girlfriend, you are not there for a chiropractor. And she's just like, sit like maybe she's too awkward to say something and like too awkward to be like oh I actually um just wanted you to talk about this horrific story from your past but so she's just like sitting there for a couple seconds and he's about to start rubbing up on her and she's like oh wait uh, you know my husband so then finally they they get into this whole thing and he's like for real I don't want to talk about this and she's like well Simon doesn't either so what else am I supposed to do so she keeps asking all these questions about the incident and the only thing that she knows is that Gordo was seen being molested in the back of a car and Simon and Greg stopped it so she asks the question that is eating at my brain which is was Simon the person in the car with Gordo and Greg's like no you obviously don't know anything because the whole story was a lie like literally Simon just made it up because he wanted people to think that Gordo was gay and so Robin's like well why would he do something that fucked up and Greg's basically like because he's a bully like what else was he supposed to do like he said terrible things about pretty much everybody so she goes home and confronts Simon with her newfound knowledge and tells him like you have to go make things right and then they get into this whole story or no they get into this whole argument because she's like you have to go apologize to him and he's like uh that's not how the world works honey like people don't just go around apologizing and while she was talking to Greg he mentioned that there was a whole thing with Gordo and his dad and we find out that Gordo's dad was so pissed that he thought Gordo was gay that he tries to murder him by like setting him on fire or like setting the house on fire there was fire involved he was like trying to burn this kid down for being gay and she's like do you not even a little bit feel bad for that like this kid got beat up and tortured because of something you just decided would be funny to talk about and he's like, well, my dad was mean to me too. And I still made something of my life. And I'm like, this is, you already got peeks into what a douche Simon could be. But this is really like, he is showing every narcissistic part of his personality. And I have to tell you, it's not a good look for Jason Bateman. But that's that and then he says 
he's like oh is that like the sick fantasy that you have that all these girls who treated you like shit back in high school are gonna line up and apologize to you and then robin smacks him and i'm like yes girl because fuck him and she's like you go apologize to him and that's the end of this conversation so and then simon's like well i don't even know where to find him and she's like yeah you do and throws the file at him of this whole background check as if like he really seems to think that she's just like an idiot that she just will go on with her entire life and he can do whatever he wants and she's just like this doting housewife so then cut to Simon sitting in a bar watching Gordo host Quizzo. Um, so after Quizzo's over, Simon goes to meet up with him in like this back alley parking lot. And it honestly like makes me laugh to think about because he goes back there and tries to apologize for what seems like the first time in his entire life like he has never heard an apology he has never given an apology he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing because he basically says oh well like my wife wants me to come here and say i'm sorry so are we good and gordo's like your wife told you to come do this but then simon's pride gets all bruised and it's like well no i'm doing it because i want to like i only do what i want to do because he's a macho ass guy and he's genuinely so annoyed that gordo doesn't accept his fake apology So then he throws his papers all over the place and then he knocks Gordo on the ground and gives him like a gravel facial, rubbing his face all over the concrete and saying like, honestly, I tried to be nice to you, which no, you didn't. But and then he basically says, like, don't come near us ever again. You suck. And the whole time. Gordo just keeps talking about the past. He's like, the past isn't done with you yet. And it's too late for your apology. And it's too late for us to make things right. So he says everything. Like, it's too late for you. It's too late for us, whatever. And Simon's like, I couldn't really care less because I didn't want to talk to you from the beginning anyway. So he goes home and he tells Robin that Gordo was so appreciative and he's so sorry for everything he did and he starts getting like he starts getting like teary-eyed because like he's trying to make her think that he realizes he's a jackhole and it's just so cringy because we literally watched him beat this guy up but then after that It's like the next day or something. They're having another little dinner meetup with his work friends and their neighbors. And we find out that Simon got the promotion at work. And while 
they're all hanging out in this living room they hear a bunch of noises and like bangs like something from outside and then finally somebody throws something through their window because I don't know if I mentioned before but like their entire house is made of glass like all of the walls and stuff it's all just glass so somebody throws something through their glass wall so it shatters and Simon grabs a baseball bat and runs outside to try and beat this guy up and you're set up to assume that it's Gordo however it's Danny freaking McDonald and he's throwing out all this shade that Simon set him up and he's like Simon you're the reason I didn't get this promotion you cheated me out of the promotion and then they fired me you cost me my job and it's because you made all this shit up and he's like you went around saying that you knew people from my old job but it's all fake like you fabricated everything and somebody already called the cops so the cops are on the way and Dana McDonald is like well, I can't get arrested for this like you already cost me my, this job now if I get arrested I'm never gonna get a job and Simon knows that he fucked up and he's the asshole in this situation so he lets Danny go and his boss is at this dinner party so he just like looks over at his boss and it's super awkward and then Robin goes into labor so then she's in the hospital and she gives birth whatever they have a baby boy so Simon goes down to the nursery and like the baby is such a cute little boy and he goes back to her hospital room no he doesn't so he gets a call from his boss saying like everybody at the office knows that you made all that stuff up about Danny so you're fired actually and Simon is so narcissistic that he's like no don't worry about it like well I'll come in we'll talk about it everything's gonna be fine and his boss is like no like seriously this is it goodbye so then he goes back to Robin's hospital room and basically says like oh I'm just gonna like run home take a shower and just like tries to do sale and she's like oh by the way I actually don't want to go back to that house with you so she doesn't outright say that she's like leaving him but she's for sure not going back to that house and she may or may not like go to a different house with him anyway his life at this point is like falling apart is the moral of of this part of the story but he can't accept that so he's like oh uh okay um well I'll just go home and then we'll talk later he just thinks if he like postpones everything that everything will be fine and that they'll eventually like go back to his side I don't know so this is like the climax of the whole story He gets back to the house and there's a box and there's a card in Gordo's signature red 
stationary envelope. So he opens it and in the box, there's like one of those little like baby carrier seat type deals. I don't know. But inside of the little baby seat, there's three individually wrapped gifts. So the first is a key to the house. So he opens it and he goes and checks it on their front door. So it's literally their house key. The second is a CD. So when he plays it, it's recording from when he left them at his fake house. And I told you how they were like talking all this shit and how he like Gordo wants to love Robin and all these things. It's the recording of everything they said that day. And then the third gift is a DVD. And when he starts playing the footage, initially it's just different clips of Gordo filming her through like the glass walls. And then he's like in the house following her around and he holds up like her Gatorade bottle that she would drink after every jog and kind of like insinuates that he drugged her and back that day when she passed out it's because he drugged her so it's footage of them on that day where she's just like laying on the floor and then he turns the camera on himself and he's wearing like a monkey Halloween mask because Simon's afraid of monkeys which I find to be so personally satisfying like that's probably my favorite part of the whole movie is he's literally just wearing like a monkey mask he looks ridiculous but the idea is like it's supposed to be like creepy and scary or whatever I don't know but then he like gets on her and it like there's footage of him like straddling her and like touching her arms and he moves her into the bed and then that's it and then the the video cuts out and so he like Simon freaks out he rushes back to the hospital because he wants to go talk to whoever I don't know but what he didn't know was simultaneously while he is watching this dvd and like getting all these presents gordo is at the hospital with robin and this is when she sees that he's all fucked up because he's got like a black eye he's got one of those little white bandages that they use for stitches he's got an arm brace so he's just like kind of being creepy and it's like oh congrats and is it a boy okay cool but it's it's just weird so simon rushes back to the hospital and he sees gordo trying to leave and like goes to chase him out and then gordo calls him on his cell phone and they get into this whole thing about how 
like I told you, the past wasn't done with you. And it'd be really easy for me to tell you right now whether or not I did it. But um, you'll just have to go up there and look at the baby and it's all in the eyes. And just like trying to fuck with him and say like, you ruined my life because you made this story that was completely false but now I'm just not gonna tell you whether or not it's true so like the kid may or may not be Gordo's and then that's it like literally that's just the end of the movie and you never find out so I remember when I saw this for the first time, leaving the theaters and kind of not knowing what happened. And like, I remember the sense of just like having questions and you kind of have no idea. And like they, and that's all it is, like, because they just don't tell you. So if you're the kind of person who needs answers this is gonna frustrate you like this is going to pick at your entire soul because I'm like I don't necessarily need answers but I really appreciate them so it's troublesome for me and like I kind of personally like my general taste is overall like fucked up so I just like they could have pushed it like they could have done so much more like in my ideal adaptation like Simon would have been the guy in the car like I don't I don't know because it's just all question marks at the end but it is like a good movie if this is like the kind of movie that you're interested in if you like this style then I do think that you'll like it because it is kind of like a a psycho thriller is how Netflix categorizes it so I I do think that it's a good movie and I would recommend it if that's the kind of movie you like but it's not like perfect to my personal standards but in all honesty, nothing is. So, what are you gonna do? So, that's like pretty much all I have for the gift. I would definitely say it's still worth watching. I've seen it like four times at this point because, I mean, one, Jason Bateman, two, Joel Edgerton. You know, why not? But it is, it is like an interesting plot. It can be slow at times but I think it's still worth a watch so I guess that's it for me for this episode kind of throughout whatever lifespan this podcast has I'm going to try and hit like all different genres I like all different genres um I like the creepy stuff I like animated I like musicals kids cartoons whatever so I'm definitely going to 
to hit a lot of different areas. And if you have any requests or any suggestions, something that you want me to talk about, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at the Redhead Reels. So you can let me know there. And if you liked this episode, you can subscribe, like, share this with other people. You can do whatever you want to do. So that's it for me. And I will see y'all next time. Uh, bye. <laughs>